Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here flying solo this week, bringing you all the latest rock news of the week this Friday, July 31st, 2020. Season number two, episode 30. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the Lollapalooza Festival going virtual this weekend. Robert Plant releasing his solo box set collection. Ozzy Osbourne bio is going to be airing on A&E this year. Guns N' Roses reschedule their 2020 tour. Marilyn Manson announces some new album release date details. Also, members of Tool, Primus, Mastodon, and Korn doing some pretty cool stuff this week and covering a bunch of tracks for charity. Also, Ace Freely details his new solo album. We'll get into that. Plus, on this day in music history trivia, this week's new releases, weekly WTF and more. And kicking off this week's new releases is a new five-song EP out this week on Bandcamp from Jesse Michaels from Operation Ivy, one of his lesser-known side project bands. They're called Classics of Love. If you're a fan of Big Rig, Common Rider, of any of, of his other post-Operation Ivy projects, make sure you guys check this one out. This one is a little heavier. It's free to stream, and it's... It's $4 to purchase, and the money goes to recording a full-length album later this year. It's pretty heavy. It's fast. It's full of angst. It's some of the heaviest stuff Jesse Michaels has ever done. Check them out at classicsoflove.bandcamp.com after today's episode, and check out that great new music. Uh, also, a new album's out today from Creeper, Daniel Bloomberg, Dominic Fike, Fontaine's DC. That's a killer album, A Hero's Death from them. Believe it or not, Alanis Morissette has a new album out this week. It's called Such Pretty Forks in the Road. Uh, also new albums out from Steve Howe and the Psychedelic Furs out today, so check that out. Some tour news kicking off the news this week with Guns N' Roses announcing their rescheduled tour dates for summer of 2021. It was supposed to kick off on July 10th earlier this year, or earlier this month, I should say, and then they kind of postponed them till later this year. Now they're rescheduling altogether for summer of 2021. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be kicking off July 10th in Milwaukee. Uh, we do get a date here in California, August 19th in Los Angeles at the Bank of California Stadium in 2021. That's going to be a big show. Check out Guns N' Roses' official website for more details on that. Some virtual shows this week, uh, this weekend rather, actually going on right now as we speak. Lollapalooza 2020 has announced its virtual lineup this week. The four-day music festival will feature a mix of original and throwback performances that will stream completely for free on YouTube uh, this weekend. And it looks like we're going to get performances from Paul McCartney, Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Ellie Goulding, Run the Jewels, Outcast, Arcade Fire. Uh, and a bunch of other great bands, including Jane's Addiction front, uh, frontman Perry Farrell. He's going to be doing the first Porno for Pyros reunion in 24 years. How cool is that? Lollapalooza 2020 was originally scheduled to take place at Chicago's Grant Park. The event typically draws about 100,000 people each year, and it's all online this weekend, so check it out on their official YouTube channel. Uh, all right, also, speaking of online music festivals, next week... 
We're going to have one from Godsmack Sully Erna. He's been doing this series called Live from the Living Room, and it's all for the charity uh, that's going to be benefiting the Sully Erna Scars Foundation. And it's going to feature members of St. Asonia, Extreme, Seven Dust, Stain, Shinedown, Papa Roach, and more. That's going to be happening on August 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, so check that out. More rock news this week. A&E is going to be airing the new biography for Ozzy Osbourne, The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne, this summer. That's going to be premiering apparently on September 7th, which is going to be Labor Day weekend. That's Labor Day Monday, September 7th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out that new uh, Ozzy Osbourne biography. It says, quote, traces Ozzy's life from his childhood in poverty and time in prison to fronting legendary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees Black Sabbath and successful Grammy Award-winning solo career to one of Rock's elder statesmen and lovable 21st century television dad, end quote. So it looks like they're covering all the bases, and that Ozzy bio will be airing on A&E September 7th, so check that out. Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin releasing his Digging Deep solo compilation this October, guys. And it ties in, of course, with his podcast of the same name. If you haven't checked it out, you should. It's a very cool podcast that Robert Plant is doing, talking about his uh, time after Led Zeppelin. Uh, So check it out. It also features three previously unreleased songs in this solo compilation. Among the guest appearances on the tracks, uh, Jimmy Page, Buddy Miller, Patty Griffin, Phil Collins, Richard Thompson, Nigel Kennedy, and more. So make sure you guys check that out. It will be coming out October 2nd. Robert Plant, Digging Deep solo compilation. And speaking of new albums, looks like Marilyn Manson has announced his 11th studio album. It's called We Are Chaos. And he made the announcement Wednesday this week, celebrated by releasing the title track. Uh, He's got a video out for it, so check it out. It was actually produced by Marilyn Manson and Shooter Jennings. Uh, He says, quote, as a producer, he really pushed me to be both new and still true to what the core of Marilyn Manson is. His perspective added the trans-dimensional element that I was always looking to tap into, end quote. Sounds interesting, so check it out if you're a Manson fan. Uh, New ACDC album is a miracle of technology, uh, according to D. Snyder. And he details, uh, apparently, uh, details about late Malcolm Young member, uh, of course, you know, guitarist, uh, supporting guitarist in that band for ACDC and brother of uh, Angus Young. Here's the deal. They integrated uh, his last recordings into this new album, and apparently they used some kind of technology to make it just sound like you can't even tell. He says, quote, this is going to be a miracle of technology. What will be achieved, the reuniting of the band that we know for one more album, is going to be uplifting and heartbreaking at the same time because nothing goes on forever, but this is the ultimate one more time, end quote. That was D. Snyder talking about this new ACDC album. So apparently they have the last recordings uh, of um, Malcolm Young that they're integrating into this new ACDC album, and uh, apparently it's going to be coming out pretty soon. And D. Snyder, speaking of him, he's got a new album and concert film that actually dropped today. Uh, the record features various live performances from D. Snyder's 2019 shows with his solo band. It also includes his cover of ACDC's Highway to Hell. So there you go. For the D. Snyder fans, check it out. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. 
we've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process, filters, and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea, yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Uh, lots of bands doing some very cool stuff for charity this week, and Korn was one of them. They kind of teased uh, on social media this word jumble on a sign, and the fans were able to figure it out that it was the devil went down to Georgia. And so people were like, okay, maybe Korn's going down to Georgia for a show. Maybe they're going to cover this track. Maybe they're doing, um, you know, maybe this is part of a new Korn album, uh, covers album or something. Well, here's the deal. Uh, it's apparently a cover of just that track, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, with Yellow Wolf joining in on the fun. And Jonathan Davis had this to say about it, quote, I've always said, I've always said it, but country music is some of the darkest ever. Merle Haggard, Buck Owens, and of course Charlie Daniels all turned pain into some really powerful music that sounded alive. The Devil Went Down to Georgia is a classic story, and we wanted to release it now to help others in need, end quote. The band has tied the release of the song uh, to the Awakening Youth Foundation, the organization that featured prominently in the Brian Head Welch featuring documentary Loud Crazy Love. Uh, apparently, Brian Head Welch, big um, you know, proponent of this foundation, Awakening Youth, uh, it's it's uplifting at-risk young men and women in the wake of losing a parent by offering one-on-one -on -one individualized support. That's a really cool thing, so I'm glad they're doing that, and it's all for a really good uh, charity cause, so check that out. Another track was recorded for charity this week, featuring members of Tool, Mastodon, and Primus. They covered Rush's Anthem. That's a really cool track. Uh, the collaboration was part of Two Minutes to Late Night's Quarantine Covers, uh, which is a pretty cool online thing they've been doing. The lineup included Coheed and Cambria's Claudio Sanchez on vocals, Mastodon's Bill Kelleher, and Mutoid Man Steven Brodsky on, G on guitars, Primus Les Claypool on bass, and Tool's Danny Carey on drums. The musicians are donating their fees from the video to the Cancer Research Institute. And of course, Anthem was featured on Rush's Fly By Night album, which was released in 1975. I know Les Claypool's gearing up for that Rush tribute tour next year, uh, uh, a tribute to Kings, which is, uh, I'm sure Les Claypool's in that Rush mode right now, trying to get down with all that stuff. So very cool. New solo album coming out from Ace Freely, apparently with a lot of guest stars on this album. He's got Lita Ford in there, Robin Zander, Bruce Kulick, uh, also John Five. He's on one of the tracks. Uh, very cool. Actually, two of the tracks. John Five is on The Beatles' I'm Down and Cream's Politician. This is a covers album, and it's called Origins Volume 2 from Ace Freely coming out September 18th. They're going to be doing a bunch of really cool covers of bands that were influential to Ace Freely, so check that out, September 18th. Uh, the idea for that Stone Temple Pilots live album performance came from sheer boredom, according to uh, Dean DeLeo, the uh, guitarist of Stone Temple Pilots. He gave an interview recently where he was talking about it, uh, and I got the quote here, so why don't we just play it? Check it out. 
I think it was just a matter of uh, sheer boredom and thinking of what to do. And I said, hey, man, you know, we should, should get in a small room and play this first record. And if all goes well, we should just, just do each record. And uh, we all love the idea. Look, we're, we're all itching to get out and play. You know, we had over 100 shows pulled out from Wonders this year. Everything. Not rescheduled. Canceled. And uh, there's nothing on the books for 2021. So just like, let's, let's do something. Let's play. So there you go. Uh, Dean DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. I think that expresses a lot of the sentiment of a lot of the bands out there. They're just itching to get out. They got these uh, shows that are canceled. The future's uncertain for that touring industry. It's just a really uh, bad spot for a lot of them. And it's really cool that they're getting online and giving us, the fans, something to check out during these crazy times. All right, so uh, this happens every political year, uh, but this year seems uh, more so than ever. A lot of these bands out there, uh, a billboard is reporting that the Artist Rights Alliance has written a letter to Congress demanding politicians on both sides get clearance on the music they play at their events and in advertisements. The letter is addressed to the Democratic and Republican National Congressional and Senatorial Committees. Uh, a lot of members of high-profile bands have signed on to this, including Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Elvis Costello, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Lionel Richie, R.E.M., Blondie, Pearl Jam, Cheryl Crow, Green Day, Lord Sia, Regina Spector, among others. It's a huge list. And I think good for them, you know, kind of putting it out there. Our music is not to be used for your political gain. So good for them. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, <laughs> thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science-y for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. 
Uh, Metallica fans, if you haven't seen Metallica Mondays that they've been doing lately, check out that hashtag Metallica Mondays, but also check out their official YouTube channel because they posted a 1989 show this week uh, from Southern California's Irvine Meadows Amphitheater. Apparently, it was recorded on Lars Ulrich's personal handheld camcorder back in 1989, one of those over-the-shoulder ones. Uh, apparently, one of the guys from the band sound crew was recording this, and the thing is, the audio quality on the recording of the video is absolutely horrible, but what Metallica did, which is really cool, they took the soundboard recording from that show, they found it, and overdubbed it over the VHS recording of the video. So it's a really cool vintage-looking show, but it actually sounds really good. And it's from 1989, September 23rd. Check that out on Metallica's official YouTube channel. All right, some birthdays this week in the rock world. Getty Lee, of course, the bassist from Rush, turning 67. John Sykes, the singer of Thin Lizzy, White Snake, and Blue Murder, turning 61. And Neil Doughty, the keyboardist of REO Speedwagon, turning 74 this week. Let's move on to this week in music history trivia. Over Okay, so on this week in 1973, it was over 600,000 people that attended the biggest rock festival in history at that time at the Watkins Glen Raceway in upstate New York. They were there to hear the three main headlining bands, The Grateful Dead, The Band, and this other band. What other headlining band do you think it was in 1973 that over 600,000 people attended to see? Was it A, Cream, B, Eric Clapton, or C, the Allman Brothers Band? It was the Allman Brothers Band. That's right. They were the uh, third headliner at the 600,000 people event. It was the Watkins Glen Raceway in upstate New York in 1973 on this week. Pretty crazy. All right. So also on this week in music history trivia, on this week in 1980, this solo artist, this solo musician opens as the title character in the play The Elephant Man in Denver. He eventually plays the role on Broadway. Who do you think it was that played the title character? Was it A, David Bowie, B, Elton John, or C, Phil Collins? Played the title character in The Elephant Man on this week in 1980. It was David Bowie. He eventually played the role on Broadway to critical acclaim this week in 1980. All right, guys, let's move on to some more movie TV entertainment news this week. Looks like Trent Reznor has snagged an Emmy nomination. That's right. Uh, he's one step closer to to an EGOT, which is uh, where he gets the Tony Award, he gets the uh, Grammy, the Oscar, and the Emmy. He's already got the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony Award. All he needs now is the Emmy. And so uh, if him and Atticus Ross get it, that's going to be a big deal for HBO's Watchmen. That's what he's nominated for. The Emmy Awards, speaking of them, will be held virtually this year. Uh, the producers of the award show confirmed the news yesterday. Um, so it's going to be virtual. Um, it may be, uh, people are saying this may be uh, the future of a lot of these award shows, that they may end up just being virtual events. Uh, it's a lot easier to, to pull off. It's a lot less expensive. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, that's going to be happening September 20th, the Emmys. Uh, so there you go. Check that out. 
Courtney Love has responded to being in Jeffrey Epstein's address book. Here's the deal. I guess a lot of people found out there's this thing circulating online where not a lot of people are sure if it's legitimate or not, but it's showing Jeffrey Epstein's address book and flight log as well. Um, apparently, she her name turned up in it, and he and she she responded about it. She said, "Quote: Hey, about my name in the Epstein Epstein's address book. It's creepy as fuck that I'm in that thing. I agree. I didn't know him. Never met him." Didn't know who he was. Apparently, he collected celebrity phone numbers. The end. Hope he burns in Avicii hell. She included a wiki, a Wikipedia link to Avicii, which reveals it, it to be the lowest level of hell in Buddhism. So there you go. Um, so she says doesn't know how she got it, but it could shine some light as to why a bunch of people's names are on this list. And people are like, why, you know, is Chrissy Teigen on there? And some of these other weird ones. Um, you know, of course, the right-wing conspiracy people are like, oh, yeah, it shows they're all a bunch of pedophiles. But also more sensible people are like, I wonder if he was just collecting all of these names and phone numbers of all these rich and famous people to where he could reach out to them if he wanted to. Uh, apparently that was his thing. Who knows? Who knows what really goes on with all that stuff, man? Not going to get into it here. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City. 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy! Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch-nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as hamburger man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchman. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight greasy. Tiddly Sweeney Doo as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face, The Reckoning. 
some good news this week. Uh, an Elvis impersonator has sung for over 50 hours to break a Guinness World Record. A Norwegian Elvis Presley impersonator, his name is Kjell Bjornstad, age 52, began his performance on Thursday, July 23rd at a bar in Oslo and kept on singing until he reached his final uh, goal on Saturday, July 25th, three days later. He broke the previous record of 43 hours, 11 minutes, and 11 seconds. So there you go. If you got kids, you you might want to check this out on YouTube. YouTube is going to offer 100 kids movies and specials for free over the next month until August 31st. It's part of the platform's after school experience project. So there you go. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff out there, including Baby Shark, Pink Fong, The Wiggles, Hair Love, all kinds of stuff. YouTube Kids is, uh, will put up all its after school content every Monday under the platform's shows over the next five weeks. So check that out. Did you guys see that? Um, CEOs of Facebook, Amazon, Google testifying virtually before Congress. That was pretty crazy this week. That was a big deal. That was the first time ever that uh, the four richest people in the world have got uh, on a video conference like that. Apparently, they presented data to argue that they do face a lot of competition, but the whole point was is that these guys are eating up the competition, you know, specifically Facebook buying out its competition of Instagram, that kind of stuff. Uh, so they grilled them pretty good, and hopefully some good comes out of that, and they adjust the laws accordingly. So here's the deal. Weather around the world. You might want to check this out. If the weather cooperates this week, space enthusiasts could catch a glimpse of two meteor showers. The Delta Araquid is set to peak now through today, and the Alpha Capricornid meteor shower is set to give its biggest show apparently last night, so Thursday, July 30th is when it actually happened. Uh, but you can check it out online and see if people got any cool videos or photos of it. Pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, weekly WTF this week. Pretty crazy. In Maine, a woman was killed in an apparent shark attack while swimming off the coast of Maine on Monday. Witnesses saw the woman swimming off of Bailey Island in Casco Bay when she was injured in what appeared to be a shark attack. Two kayakers helped her to get to shore and an ambulance was called, but she was pronounced dead at the scene. Shark, shark attacks are extremely rare in Maine, with only one other having been recorded before in history, in the entire history of Maine. There's never been more than one shark attack recorded ever. And apparently, uh, this is the second time in its history that it's happened. So kind of crazy. Some people are, you know, um, kind of wondering if it's, you know, a sign of, uh, you know, the sharks getting kind of agitated, too hungry. Maybe they're really starving in that area and they're trying to get food any way they can. Or it could have just been she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Who knows, right? That does it for us this week on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll fill you in on all the latest rock news of the week, including the Lollapalooza Festival, which is going on right now virtually. So check it out. Robert Plant releasing that box set. Ozzy Osbourne bio to air on A&E. GNR rescheduling that tour. Manson's new album. Members of Tool, Primus, Mastodon, Corn covering tracks for charity this week. Ace Frehley's new album and more. If you like the episode, give us a like and a follow uh, on our Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Give us a rating in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate that as well. Uh, Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. Same thing with Facebook, Twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show. And of course, check it all out, thegaragerockshow.com. Have a great week, guys. We will see you next week. Be safe and be good to each other. Peace.
By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com